superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hertz hitting it and Lamar hitting it and Justin Herbert hitting it. None of them have as many guaranteed dollars in their contracts as Deshaun Watson has. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Mike Hill. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports college football analyst Brady Quinn. Coming up, former heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder. Comedian Tony Rock. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Mike Hill. Back, back, back again. Hour two of the Rich Eisen Show on the uh, Rich Eisen Show Network. Mike Hill hanging out with you once again on this fun Friday, this Freestyle Friday. That's what we do. Freestyling, baby. Uh, TJ, can you rap? Can you rap? To, I, I don't know. Just I don't. It's not a stereotype. I'm not trying to stereotype. Like, because he's got he's got a bandana on and he's I, black. He can rap. He automatically can rap. I can, I can repeat. You can repeat. Yeah. Wait, who's your favorite artist? Can we get we get the camera shot here? Is can you see? Oh, you can't see him. Oh, okay, see him. Well, where you go? Okay. I mean, this is well, guy. People, the, 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 so the let greatest me, of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come see, on. See, I knew it. It's the small T-O-S-R-I-O. Yeah. U.S., you just lay down slow. I mean, B-I-G, baby. This is it for me. Man, the greatest, in my opinion. Jay-Z now is the greatest rapper ever. Ooh. He's overtaking them for you? Because the longevity and because of what he's, he's meant to the culture, his skills, yeah. obviously. But nobody had a better run. Notorious B.I.G., bro. Yeah. I put him. And I know I'm on the West Coast. And I know a lot of Tupac fans out here whatnot. And I love Tupac. Still top five. Top five, B.I.G. Uh, then it's and the Jay-Z, B.I.G., Tupac. Then I go Eminem. Ooh, gotcha. I like that, though. I like that. I love him. Yeah, Eminem I like don't it. get his props, man. He doesn't get I the- think he does, though. No, no. Here's the deal. It depends on who you're talking to about hip hop, Mm -hmm. you know. But the bottom line is, if if you get into a battle, that's the one dude you don't want to get into a battle with. The boy is like he's he's insane. He is he is insane. And then five is either Nas. Yeah, you got to put him up. Nas or, but I love Kendrick Lamar too now. You know, I've been listening to a lot of. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old school cat, so the newer yeah. guys I'm not into that much. But like, you know, I've just been. Obviously, we know who he is, but Rock Him, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. You go back and you listen to Rock Him, and it's just like you understand how he he was the blueprint for so many of these yeah. guys you have named as your favorites. And here's yes. another guy who, for some reason, I never put in these top lists, but he he deserves it, and that's Wheezy, man. Oh, Weezy F baby, baby. His word play is just so insane. And it's just like, I just, he has to be uh, uh, on your top list of uh, of greatest of all time. Hey, nobody said uh, French Montana, but French Montana had one of the best lines out there that uh, just got repeated yesterday by Robert Sala. (laughs) You ain't got no haters, you ain't (laughs) popping. We love that. We love that. Del Tuvo made a song. He, he clipped it. He I, 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 oh, you got a song? Did you I, remix I, I it? I'm not doing it now. He, he's not going to do it? He was starting, no, he was starting right to put it together got, last night. I was working out. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. We got I mean, it. When you and Mike went back, and I would have used that job. Oh, my gosh, man. Next time I do the show, I got to have that, bro. That's going to be my intro music, man. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping, man. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. Pop, 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 you ain't popping, baby. Oh, I, love, I mean, first of all, to have haters, uh, and, and I love that Robert Sala had that comeback 
uh, for what Sean Payton said. We'll get into that in just a second. But here's the thing about having haters. <laughs> you you, you got to have something that haters want. <laughs> right. Right. right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Ain't nobody hating on the Jets, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, told me to say that. I was like, Come on. You said that. <laughs> He agrees with you, though. He agrees. He's agrees. You got to have, like, oh, ain't, ain't nobody hating on y'all, bro. Ain't nobody House money. Fireman, we ain't hating on fireman. We, uh, best thing about y'all is your, your, your human mascot. Pretty, pretty much right now. I'm just saying. I M E S S mess 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 every single year. Just end the season. Oh my god! Wow. That's the thing about haters, man. Yeah. You gotta have some like a hater ain't never. You know, Mike you, said you gotta have. You gotta have something that a hater want, bro. I'm serious. If you're a hater, you either somebody that's on top, that's concerned about somebody coming up, and you're mm-hmm. trying to keep them down because you you might be intimidated by them in a sense, or you might be threatened by them. Or you're somebody who wants what somebody else has, and you're trying to bring them down. I, neither one applies to the Jets right now. I'm sorry, but what my man Sean Payton said yesterday, or we the quotes in Jared Bell's article in USA Today, was incredible. Talking about the culture, the environment that the Broncos had last season, and believing in Russell Wilson, his quarterback. And calling out Nathaniel Hackett, the former coach, who's now the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, which makes the Week 5 matchup very, very tasty. Nobody was talking about the Jets and the Broncos matchup before yesterday. People are talking about it right now. So here's the thing about this. I love Sean Payton. Sean Payton used to work with us over at Fox. Sean Payton, uh, true story, uh, was the NFC Championship game. I was um, working at Fox. I was doing backup just in case some things go down sometimes. That's my role over there, backup. So so just in case things went down on, on site, I was going to be in studio just to have they had to toss back to the studio, and Sean Payton was going to be my analyst. So we were watching the NFC Championship game together, and he goes back into the green room, back and forth, whatever. He's talking to the Broncos at that time to get that job. And I, around that time this is when he got the job or whatever. So he comes out, and we're talking about – we knew he was leaving. He kind of knew he was leaving. He was talking about the culture, how he was going to clean up things, how with um, with Russell Wilson, he saw, you know, the individualism in a sense and how things – and he said – he basically, basically said there's going to be a new sheriff in town. And he's come out and he said that. If we're going to be a team, it's not going to be about one person. A lot of that outside distraction stuff, you're not going to see that anymore. Sean Payton is going to clean things up in Denver. And what Sean Payton did yesterday – Sean Payton basically said it's an us-against-them mentality. You never hear a coach say that about another coach. I've never never heard that. Never. Where somebody downright disrespectful said basically this dude was horrible as a head coach. (laughs) Yeah, horrible. Can't get the plays in on offense or defense. That's not a Russell Wilson problem. That's not a defense problem. That is a coaching problem. And I've never heard a coach talk about another coach like that before, and Sean Payton did. But Sean Payton has earned the right to do that. Sean Payton has gone and won the Super Bowl. What was the New Orleans Saints before Sean Payton? Nothing. Bags on their heads. Bags on their head. The Sean Payton, had, I think, had like uh, three or four losing seasons. And remember, three of those seasons came in the midst of the whole Bounty Gate situation. being out, out for a year. Out yeah. for a year yeah. or whatnot. Now, of course, it helps to have a guy like Drew Brees as your quarterback. It don't hurt. Helps. Yeah, doesn't hurt. But, hey, Bill Belichick had the greatest quarterback of all time. And he gets credit. Sean Payton deserves a lot of the credit. So going into there with the Denver Broncos, he's going to go in there to clean up that culture. Russell Wilson – didn't just become a scrub, y'all. I hate, this is what I hate about us in the media sometimes. We are a what have you done for me lately type of society. We time. are prisoners <laughs> of the moment. We will see somebody and put them up on the highest pedestal possible, but we can't wait to snatch them down. Yep. One bad season 
On the other side, you can have one great season, all of a sudden you're the greatest thing to ever live. Top five, oh, Hall of Fame potential, oh, he won the Super Bowl or whatever. Let's, come on, man. I like consistency. And one bad season doesn't tell me that Russell Wilson is washed. Russell Wilson came in, new, new system. He came in, new team, you know, big contract. They gave up a lot for him. You know, we saw some of the, the antics on the sideline from some of his teammates, whatever. And I think sometimes we make a big deal out of that because when things are going wrong with a football team, we look for it. And we so we overanalyze and we put spotlights on it. It happens all the time on every NFL sideline. Well, wide receivers gonna look at this quarterback crazy. You know, look look at what's happening with Stephon Diggs now and Josh Allen in the offseason. I'm not and they're winning. It happens. Russell Wilson's not a bad quarterback. Russell Wilson's got a bad wife. Bad. And when I say bad, I mean good. Not bad meaning bad. bad, Not bad bad meaning good. Bad meaning good. Sierra. He he takes care of his kids. He's a good guy. And he's going to be ready. He's going to be motivated. And I'm going to tell you why the Denver Broncos, in my opinion, they won't win the NFC West. Another bold prediction. Why the Denver Broncos are going to go to the playoffs this year. And they... hmm, Herbert just got the contract. LA Chargers. They're going to finish second in the NFC West this year. Denver Broncos going to finish second in the NFC West. I'm going to tell you why here. Broncos lost nine of their 12 games by one score or less last year. One score or less. One of those games was in overtime. Four of those games was by four points or less. Four of those games, they lost by, no, four by less than three points, I should say. Four of those games. They won five games last year. So you're talking about nine or 12 games that they lost by one score or less. You mean to tell me that with the right coaching staff, that Sean Payton over Nathaniel Hackett, he ain't worth at least 10, 12 more points? They scored, what, 16 points a game last year? It was so bad. As an NFL team? <laughs> it was so bad. With Russell Wilson as your quarterback? Yeah. Sean Payton's going to go in there and turn things around. The, Denver, the, the Broncos' the defense was solid. It's going to be solid again this year. They lose that much. <laughs> so not much has changed except the coaching staff. And Sean Payton is going in there cleaning up the coach. Once again, it's us against them. And what he had to do is he inherited that and he came in and he looked around like, man, this is a mess. Yeah. What, what, what the hell? The Walton family give me all this money coming. I'm, I'm back off the sidelines. I'm not at Fox anymore. I'm back on the sidelines. I'm a future Hall of Famer. I'm coming in here to take this team back to the Super Bowl. And he said one, one thing he said in the article that I like, he said it'd be a disappointment if they don't go to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Clean up that mindset. Back up your quarterback who you gave up a lot for and you're giving big money to, who's still very uh, good in this, in this league. Still, in my opinion, Russell Wilson's still a top 10 quarterback in his, in his league. Because of what he can do. He, once again, didn't just become a scrub. And people, it, it got uh, magnetized because Geno Smith went to Seattle and had a breakout season and came back or whatever. And then Russell faltered in, in Denver because of the team and the culture around him. But you mean to tell me Sean Payton can't make up those 10 or 12 points a game that they were lacking last year? I say no. Nah. So here's what, what, what happens. It's almost like you ever, you ever had this situation where you go into a situation, right? You're excited about it. Uh, you meet the girl of your dreams, right? And she's hurt because of the last person that was with her, right? She, 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 she's, she's healing. The last boyfriend she had, and then you go in there and like, man, she's damaged. And the same thing for guys too. Women can come in. The guy could be. Uh, me. <laughs> you get damaged, man. It, it happens in relationships. And when you so it makes it tougher for the next person who comes in. Oh yeah. And then so Sean Payton's coming into this next relationship like, man, he really hurt you. Oh my gosh. You need to man, look, he's terrible. So this is why he's lashing out in the Daniel Hackett, because he came in and Daniel Hackett. Obviously, and it wasn't just Nathaniel Hackett because he called out basically the front office, called out everybody that was around. And he did that, but he's earned the right to do that. And this is the reason why, once again, another bold statement, Denver Broncos going to make the playoffs, finish second in the NFC West, and Russell Wilson is going to be motivated. 
Russell Wilson is going to be motivated. One of the reasons why I'm saying that Kirk Cousins is going to be in the top three in the MVP this year uh, <laughs> is because Do you he, really believe it the way you're getting I, I, really, I really believe it, man. You know, and, and it's not far-fetched because I believe Michael Irvin was talking about Kirk Cousins last year. Last year, yeah. Saying that Kirk, Kirk Cousins is – Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. Wasn't that Irv's MVP pick? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was. But, but what, what, what convinced me with Kirk Cousins is watching quarterback and just seeing the behind the scenes and seeing who this guy is, the fact that he sees a therapist all the time, that definitely helps. And there was one thing that, that made me feel like this man is going to be super motivated. He played hurt. If you watch the, the the documentary, he had some ribs that were fractured. He played through it all, wouldn't come out of the game. This guy was a gamer. His teammates love him. Dalvin Cook talked about him, uh, I believe, earlier today, saying that Kirk Cousins is him. Kirk Cousins, so he got the respect of the team, and he's motivated as well. There is a, 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 I think, the last episode on quarterback, when they're doing the NFL honors, mm-hmm. uh, he got invited at the last minute. Yeah, that was a little disrespectful. That was di- he got invited to the NFL honors at the uh, last, and he talked about that. Mm-hmm. They wanted him upset. to do a skit. He was upset. He was like, "We had the biggest comeback in NFL history. You know, we won thirteen games. thirteen games. Quarterback doesn't get invited. The coach doesn't get invited. Yep. You know, he was he disrespectful. Was, he was upset. That's motivation, man. I think he he's a nice guy, and I don't think he really needs that much motivation. He wants to win playoff games, obviously." He doesn't do well in the playoffs. He's come back Kirk. We know that, what he can do. They won 13 games. A lot of those were close games. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to win 13 games this season, but they don't have to. I'm just saying that when it comes down to it, Kirk Cousins is going to be there. The Minnesota Vikings are going to be there. And I'm going to say the same thing for the Denver Broncos this year. They're going to be there when it matters the most. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to show up. They're not going to win it all. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to be that crazy. So Twitter, don't blow me up on that. But I believe that Sean Payton is going to be the difference in this team this year. And Russell Wilson is going to be back to his Pro Bowl level playing ability. Lock it in. Mm. Lock it in. I like it. Lock it in. Big fight this weekend. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Can't Can't wait. Mark Scott voice. Errol Spence. Bud Crawford. Two of the best pound for pound fighting in their prime. There are boxing matches, and then there are events. This, this weekend, tomorrow night, is an event in Vegas. It's going down, and we're going to talk to the former heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder, who's obviously in Vegas for the big fight about it. Coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. You're six seven, correct? Is that what you're? Okay, and you're from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Born and raised. So, did you ever try football? Did anybody Almost ever say throw you out there on the field and as a tight end or something like that, or rush oh, yes. the passer? Yes, being being from Tuscaloosa, you know, it was you know, we seen football day in and day out. So as a child, yeah, you want to do what you see, and uh, that was my goal and plans. You know, until uh, I was in college and I, I had a daughter that was on the way that was born with spina bifida. So, you know, okay. it's just like to say, like, for me, it's like sometimes when you have plans, but God's have other, God have other plans for you. And those plans that I had set for myself, yeah, he's seen it in another light, a different way. And I found one of my purpose. You know, at that point in time, my life coming up, 
um, having a child that was born with a disorder, you know, uh, it was very tough. It was difficult being that you're young yourself and then you only pray for a healthy child. And then when you don't get that, you got to you got to you got to you got to sell responsibilities and do what you got to do as a as a human being in general and as a father, you know, and um, I love being a father. You know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be in boxing. I wouldn't, you know, I, I'll probably be, you know, in football or basketball or something like that. But mm-hmm. having her, she changed my world completely. And uh, and she, I'm forever grateful for her because I wouldn't be in this position. I probably wouldn't even be here. Who knows where I'd be, no you know, without my children, man. They're blessings. Many people say when you have kids and not playing that, you know, there's a mistake, but no child is a mistake, you know. And um, I just love it. The father, being a father is number one for me, you know. Even my two-year-olds understand boxing. All my kids will be at the fight. Yeah. And uh, my two-year-olds say, I want to go see Daddy Boom Boom. Waiting for Deontay Wilder to call in here on the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. <laughs> it's like your soap opera voice. Yeah, that's uh, you know, a little voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen today. Happy to be here uh, talking about the big fight. Once again, Deontay Wilder. Former heavyweight champion of the world, my homeboy from uh, he's from Alabama. Yeah, he's, he lives in Tuscaloosa, which uh, I'm from. I grew up in went to high school in Bessemer, Alabama. Down there they say Belma. Belma. They say Belma. Isn't that the same hometown as Jameis Winston? Didn't you say that before? Same hometown yeah. as Jameis Winston. Same hometown as Bo Jackson. Same hometown as D'Amico Ryan. All of us came Ooh. out. Uh, Kerry Rhodes played in the NFL, also came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, I'm the only one that wasn't athletic, but I talked about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can wake up in the morning and not, like, still walk, you know what I mean? So And, and once again, Deontay Wilder, right down the road. Tuscaloosa is like 20 minutes away from Bessemer, Alabama, man. So, uh, looking forward to that. Also looking forward to this big event tomorrow, Right. When people talk about that, they talk about the big fight. They talk about the big event. When there's something, when Sugar Ray Leonard fought, when Mike Tyson fought, when Tommy Hearns back in the day, even uh, 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 Sugar Ray Leonard or even uh, 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 Floyd Mayweather, Mm -hmm. when he fought, people had to find the fight. Who's going to watch the fight? Who's, who's going to the see fight. the fight? Who's getting the fight? Who's having the party? Who's having a fight. party for the party. fight? And I'm talking about non-sports Watch fans, party, non-boxing yeah. fans, right? Because in boxing, there's always a big fight going on in Vegas, right? But when it comes to non-boxing fans, it's rare that they all get together and they want to watch the fight and they are interested in who wins or who loses. Tomorrow, that is going to be the case. Bud Crawford, Errol Spence, welterweight titles on the line. Fight of the year could be the fight of the century, and uh, I'm happy to be talking to uh, my guy, my homeboy, Deontay Wilder, former heavyweight champion of the world, joining us right here on the Rich Eisen Network. What's up, champ? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Doing very, very well. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain at all, man. Let me ask you a question. What's it like for you uh, being in Vegas, fight weekend, and you're not fighting? Uh, uh, It's... it's 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 a feeling where you you still get like you still get those well I don't get nervous when I fight but but you feel that intensity uh, um, uh, with the, with the all the uh, the the hype of the fight and the fans and you know all the training that they came along with it the preparation and, you know you just want to do the right thing so even when you ain't fighting as a fighter you still feel that 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 somewhat of pressure or you know intensity to get up in there and. And just want to get ready to feel the energy of the crowd. You know what I mean? You're ready to do your thing. And especially when, you you know, you're like, you know the person and you got you know, emotional ties to it. You know, you you still feel that, you know, feel nervousness for him and, and different things like that. But overall, it's, it's always excitement and drilling and uh, running through the body. How does it affect your personal life, though, Deontay? It's, it's almost like you're six, seven. You're a tall dude. And, and if boxing fans know you. They love you. Is, is it hard to navigate through the crowds when you're walking through the casinos? You got to stop. Everybody wants a picture. You know, got drunk fans coming up, maybe even trying to want to challenge you or whatnot. How, how is that for you? 
Yeah, it gets it get crazy for sure. Um, with me, um, I think I have a different experience than some people. I can't I can't speak on all, but my experience is always, you know, you know, people always uh, they, they at first they're hesitant. You mm. know, they know who I am. They hesitate because of what I do, and um, they 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 haven't seen me in the Rams up outside of the ring. Every time they've seen me or or, or, or somewhat, either I'd have been in the ring knocking someone out or or, or uh, maybe I've been somewhere else and they've never been able to get so close to, to, to witness my personality outside of the ring. Mm. I'm different outside of the boxing atmosphere than, than when I'm in it. You know, still the same person, but when I'm in the ring, I'm just a different beast. Now, outside of the ring, you know, I'm, I'm a great guy. But, you know, you, you get a lot of people, you know, that stand off. It's a lot of people wait till others come up to me to see how I will react. Mm-hmm. one and then one they see my personality with one then they try to they, they come up and um everyone else try to interact and you know when they like oh man he's cool boom 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 you know a lot of everybody run in and different things like that but with me you know uh i always take my time out for people um um i always uh even when i have security and they you know they sometimes you you be in a rush and you have to go to point a to point b but with me, if I pass you, you want a picture, you know, I, I, I'm 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 stepping out of my way. I'm telling security, now nah, let me, you know, take this picture, and, and, and so forth and so on. I'm a type of person that I never meet strangers like my mother. Mm. You never know if I interact with a person whether I know them or not. Because, you know, just as well as you're happy to see me, I'm just as happy to see you. Hey. And that's how I treat people. You do unto others that you want them to do unto you. I will say you are a nice guy, but it is smart as hell for people not to run up on you because they 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 they, they know what that right can do. You know they know that you can knock their ass out if you needed to or whatever, man. So uh, you are a really good guy, man. Deontay Wilder uh, joined us here on the Rich Eisen Show. So so Deontay, there are boxing matches, as you know, and then there are events. Like I was talking about, this is an event. Spencer Crawford right. is a huge fight where non-boxing fans are interested. What are you looking forward to the most out of tomorrow's fight? Uh, tomorrow's fight, I'm just looking forward to the most of, of so many people all over the world, you know, whether it's stateside or whether it's countryside, you know, coming hand-in-hand and joining together just to have a great, great time, you know, great moment in time at this event. You know, it's it's so much chaos and corruption going on in the world. And, and you know, I just want to see a whole bunch of people you know, from different cultures to gather around and, and see, you know, it come from one to come to a, a you know one special event to see a, a special fight occur in history and uh, everyone come out safely and everyone goes back home as well as the, the same way that they came. That's exactly what I want to see, you know, because if the fight itself, you know, it's, it's going to be a treat for for whether you're going for either side. You mm-hmm. know, I feel um, boxing wins overall, the fans wins overall, so it's going to be a hell of a fight, and I'm looking forward to it. But my prayer. Most of all is that everybody comes with great spirit, great energy, you know, positive believing, positive speaking, and with all the positivity equals positive results. You know what I mean? And that, that's what I want ultimately. We're gonna have you run for mayor of Tuscaloosa pretty soon, Deontay, man. Like you sound you sound I, I like man this kumbaya, man, this spirit. Uh, I'm gonna have TJ send you some of his candles over there, man, because uh, you got this good zen going on right now, man. Hey, but you know what? A lot of people like non-boxing fans, you know, you you wanna add, boxing wants to add their fans, right? It, it, boxing may not be what it used to be in the eighties, maybe the seventies, eighties, and nineties when Tyson was there or whatnot, but we still have these big fights, like your your showdowns with Fury. Big fights, uh, you know, for Floyd fights. That's always been a big fight. This is a showdown, right? So, is there added pressure for a boxer to not only uh, have a good bout to win the fight, but also put on a show when non-boxing fans are watching, so that you can win them over uh, in fights like this? Yeah, I would say so. I would say it definitely added pressure, um, but um, depends on how experienced you have been at the top. It kind of easy it a little bit. You know, uh, if you'd have, if you'd have done this many times, you know, fighting for titles, you know, um, seeing different crowds, going to different countries and stuff like that, it, it, it becomes a little bit easier. But you know, if this your first big rodeo and you know, and you don't know what to expect, it, it can be a, a bit of pressure because you want to do well, you want to do everything that you've been preparing for for this very moment in time, and you know that the world is watching, so you don't want to let no one down. 
you know, especially your loved ones and the ones that's close to you. And uh, it, be, it definitely become added pressure um, to it. So, uh, you know, that what makes it all, uh, that what makes it worth the while, you know, in the end, you know, when you, when you, when you become victorious and um, you see, you look around and like, man, I, I accomplished everything. And it was a good time. And even if you don't, you don't, you don't, your, your goals don't be met, you know, you can always say, man, we live to see another day. And it was a, it was a great moment in time and we made history as well. So, you know, overall it's, it's a beautiful thing when you're the fighter and people come to see and witness your greatness. I always say we all have greatness in us. Mm-hmm. It's only determined by service. Absolutely. And a fighter of this magnitude, you also want to live up to expectations. And a lot of people have uh, high expectations on this fight because you got two of the best pound for pound, maybe the top two pound for pound out there right now, undefeated, welterweight champions on the line, fighting in their prime right now. So it, it seems divided. I, I can ask one person who they got. They'll say Errol Spence, but. And the other person will say Terrence, but. So it's not, not, not something that's just like all in on either fighter. So who you got and why? Yeah, I'm going with Spence. I'm going with Earl. You know, that's my guy. That's my stable mate. You know, uh, he's been supporting me uh, 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 since the beginning, and uh, and uh, and um, I'm reciprocating the love right back to him. You know, um, both of them guys are, are, are great fighters. You know, uh, we have to, we can't take nothing from them, and I'm glad that this fight is officially uh, and finally happening. Happening. You know, after all the years of of, of just waiting and the anticipation to be announced what is to happen. So, um, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with my guy. Most of the time I'm on the fence with certain fights and stuff like that. You know, um, not that I, you know, sometimes I really don't really care about who wins. I just want to see a great fight and I uh, want to see these guys leave and go home to their families at the end of the night. You know, as a fighter, you're looking in, cause you know, we risk our lives for, for others entertainment mm-hmm. all the time. And people people brush that aside because they want to feed their flesh and need of they want to see someone get beat up or or fight. But we risk our lives and and that's the ultimate price that we pay. And um, you know, I appreciate all fighters that step across that ring. Absolutely. And when you go in, you give it your all, man. You are. Uh, let me talk about you a little bit, too, because we expect big things out of Spence and, and, and Bud tomorrow. But uh, for yourself, man, and we like to see you in the ring, too, because you got that that one hit a quitter knockout power right there. But I understand you you got into boxing late where everybody else, uh, you know, they, they start their boxing career when they basically come out of diapers and they put boxing gloves on. They get into the ring. You didn't start boxing until you were 20. Yeah, 21. What, what the hell were you doing up until – what were you going to be doing before boxing? Well, you know, being in Alabama, you know, we always saw football, basketball, mostly football, and you wanted to, you wanted to follow the, the, the crowd. You know, you seen the, uh, the hype, the uh, school the school pride that people would bring all over, you know, especially when we're fighting for – you know, we're, we're playing against rival teams. And you want you, – you always want, as a child, when you see all the hurrah and you see the excitement, you always want to be a part of, of greatness. You know what I mean? You want to be a part of why people get excited and want to cheer for you and your name and represent your family and do it well. You know, so being in Bama, that was my uh, – that's what I was leading towards and my goals of following until I, have a, until I had a daughter in mm. college. She was born with spina bifida, and she just turned my, my life upside down. And um, she was the prime um, – uh, prime source of my life and, and the reason I lived. And so I want, I told her that uh, daddy would become a, a heavyweight champion and, um, wow. and support her beyond her belief. And I haven't let her down. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. And you you haven't let anybody down, man. We're very proud of you, especially in Alabama, around the world, in the Boston community, man. Once again, for everything you do, helping out your, your foundation with your, your beautiful uh, fiance, uh, Telly, uh, and what you guys do with WAGs and whatnot over there. Uh, so we really appreciate everything you're doing. Growing up in Alabama, we're very proud of that as well, Tuscaloosa. But you went to Central High School. I just want to let you know, I was in Bessemer. I used to live in Bessemer. I went to Jess Lanier High School, which is now Bessemer High School. You know we used to whip y'all ass, right, in football. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> Big time rival. Yeah, you right about that, man. He's a child, that's for sure. <laughs> as long as you can acknowledge that, champ, that's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear, man. Shout out to Bessman. Shout out to Tuscaloosa. Shout out to you, man. Enjoy uh, this weekend. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you, you last fought last year. When are we going to see Deontay Wilder back in the ring? And are we going to see it against Anthony Joshua? Who, 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 who are we going to see it against? Yeah, we was we was uh, lining up for a fight for Andy Ruiz. Um, we were actually going to announce it on this card, Eric. 
star and stuff, but Ruiz backed out, you know, and uh, and, and so uh, we sit and wait. Um, now it's uh, Joshua. We, we'll fight Joshua. And looking, it's looking to be scheduled in January in Saudi Arabia. So, oh. uh, so uh, for the, on the boxing tip of things, that that that's looking like that'll be the next fight. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Don't sound like somebody getting big payday over there, bro. <laughs> Saudi Arabia just handing out money. They getting busloads of money, bro. Deontay, man, appreciate your time, man. Enjoy Vegas this weekend. Have fun, and uh, we're looking forward to a great fight tomorrow night. Uh, man, blessing, blessing. Likewise, fellas, I hope y'all have a beautiful rest of the day, and, um, and, and, and love, peace, and God bless. All right, love, peace, and happiness to you too, man. All right, bro. I'm Deontay Wilder. Wilder. All right, man. I like that. Let's love, peace, man. soul. Like, this is beautiful, right? Everybody wants, I'm like, we just got a little zen moment right here, man. Deontay. Oh. Home, feel, feel the energy. Take a deep breath in, blow out the negativity. Bye-bye. It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> Your candles lighting up candles over there. Lit. <laughs> like I told you last week, I know you light other Mom's things besides a candle. There <laughs> My mom's watching. Your oh, mom. Hey, man. <laughs> My mom smoked that, too. <laughs> you ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. <laughs> Robert's <laughs> laying for a glaucoma. You know what I'm saying? But that's no purposes and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, What's that? I, don't, I don't want you doing that. But uh, let, let, me, let me get a little bit of that right there. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm hurt right now. My mom's right. This is kicking in. You know what I'm saying? Normandy and Weston. I'm like, Mama, you ain't kicked in. <laughs> you can go home now. <laughs> you ain't kicked in on this, Mama. We call this a little 2020. <laughs> you get like one. No, let me stop. We can't be talking stop about it. that on here. Let me stop, man. This will be my last what appearance. What are you smoking, bro? Give me some. <laughs> like Stephen A. or say, stay off the weed. <laughs> Although he did have uh, Mike Tyson on his podcast oh, recently. Yeah. It was talking about the benefits of it or whatever and how some of it is upper and some of it is downer and all that type of stuff, man. So, yeah, not that I know. But uh, that's what <laughs> Mike Tyson, who's an expert, was talking about that. Yeah, Mike's got a, a pretty got successful brand going very right now. Very successful. The knockout, man. He got gave, the farm. What, what boxer? Nope. None of them. None of them. None of them. For how much? What was your question? I mean, like you get in the ring, survive one minute. Ten million. Ten million. You know, it's funny because a couple Andy weeks Ruiz. ago, we were, yeah, you're right. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I can run away from that dude. There was a, a questions going around Twitter, like you know, could you score from the five yard line? So would you take a million dollars, or would right. you take ten if you thought you could get into nope. the end zone from five yards out? Or you know, I said if. Otani threw you a hundred pitches. Could you put one in the play? Or mm. you, nope. Like you trust me, you you can play basketball, you can play football, you do not play boxing. You don't want to no. Andy Ruiz hits you one. You may think it's you can run away over. from him, Chris. Yep. That man touches you one time. It's you're putting your life at stake. Even right with a body shot. I believe, but Over. you can dance around the ring, though, bro. The like, ring's you know kind of big. The ring is. I know. I mean, but he can cut you off. But I'm like, okay, he's gonna. Uh, but now uh, you're uh, gonna uh, get uh, tired uh, too. Uh, you got to think about that. But for I can survive. I'm thinking about that ten million for a minute. One minute for one minute. Seconds? I ain't. I ain't that tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I can cover up and do this, man. You know what? I'm. I'm. Hey, bro. But I'm telling you, like Mike, I wouldn't get in the ring with Mike. No, not today. Because Mike ain't gonna finish after a minute. <laughs> Mike gonna forget about that minute. We all saw the hangover. He knocked him out. That, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like this guys like and, and see, I, I love this this new Zen from Deontay Wilder because you know he got in a lot of controversy a couple of years ago when he was talking about killing somebody in the ring yeah. or whatever he wants to do that or whatever. So he's got this newfound effect, and 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 I, I love people like him in boxing because we do come for the brutality of the sport. I hate to say it, it's, but non-boxing fans do. But I appreciate the art form of boxing. The sweet science. The sweet science. That's why I'm a, I like Floyd Mayweather in the ring. Mm-hmm. People talk about all oh, his fights are boring. He don't knock people out, man. He's a boxer. Sweet P. Uh, Whitaker, yeah. the same way. Yeah. That's a boxer, man. You got to appreciate. If you love boxing, you can appreciate guys like that. The, the 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 rap against Deontay was that he doesn't box. He's a he's a brawler. He's, he's a, a puncher. Fighter. He's yeah. a puncher. But if he catches you, you're done. You know what I mean? If right you can there. have that combination of both, man, then you're exceptional. Tomorrow, this fight 
is going to be incredible. We'll talk a little bit more about that on the back end coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You ever meet Ali? Yeah. What was that like? I was um, 1978 or 77. I'm locked up in Spofford Juvenile Detention Center. And all of a sudden, we come down, we watch the movie The Greatest. And then next thing, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, Ali walks in. Into your detention center? Yes. What was that like? Pandemonium. And I I was only 11... Maybe I didn't really understand. I heard my mother mention, call them Clay around the house. Yeah, sure. I didn't know who he was. As time going, I found out who he was from the show, of course. And um, that was good inspiration. I started, after that, I got transferred to another place where it was a gentleman, Bobby Stewart, who was a former fighter, who started teaching me how to fight. Then he introduced me to the legendary trainer, Customato. And then... I saw Roberto the Rand and Sugar Ray Leonard fight. And I wasn't sure what I was going to be a fight. I was just happy to get out of that place. Sure. But when I saw them fight, I knew, ooh, that's what I want to do in my life. That's what, when you saw Duran and Sugar yeah. Ray fight, that's when you said, that's what I want to do. How do you get into the mindset to go ahead and knock somebody like Marvis Frazier out in 30 seconds? You know. Robert Coley in 37 seconds. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens when you're a kid and you have to be that person before you become that person. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I think I know what you mean, but I'd love to... It's a lifestyle. You have to live that lifestyle. At a young age, I just lived that lifestyle. Never had girlfriends. I trained all day. I watched fight films all day. I read fight magazines all day. Every um, conversation I had with somebody was about fighters. Who you think would have won this and that? Um, just like guys that love basketball or baseball. Who you think would have won? Who you think is the best? Kareem or uh, Willa, uh, um, what's the other? Oscar Robertson? Sure. Who you think is the best? That's all I was. You think he could be him? You thought he'd be match the guys with the past, with the guys with the presence and this and that. And that's all I thought about. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, Mike Hill filling in for Rich on this fun Friday, this Freestyle Friday. You just saw uh, Mike Tyson uh, as a guest in 2015 on the TV side, sitting here talking about uh, his knockout prowess here. And um, Mike's still a scary dude. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, like, Mike's almost, what, 60 now? Like, in the mid-50s now? Something like that? 58, 57, something like that. Yeah, 57. Wow. And he's still a scary. He still can throw those punches, man. And he's still got that knockout power. And it's, yeah, Mike is a calmer person now. But still, I think that's that rage. Remember, was it last year when he was on a plane? And some idiot was messing with oh, Mike yeah. Tyson on the plane. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? And like, what are you doing? You like, are you are you serious, right? Was it intimidating? Because Brock, when you were here, I was here. Got a picture with him. It was still kind of scary because he was. Rich asked him about uh, if he could fight. If he thought he could get in the ring again, and Mike was like, "I don't want to go to that place again." Oof. And we were just like, "Whoa." Whoa. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> okay. you got that mindset, yeah. you got to yeah. shift. That's what Deontay was actually talking yeah. about. Outside the ring, different person. Yep. And that ring, man, it's, it's almost, it ain't kill or be killed mentality, but it's a hurt or be hurt mentality. Yeah, It's like you, you, yep. you, because he wants to hurt you, you got to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And you got to, so it's, yeah, yeah. The, the mentality of a boxer, man, is amazing. I met Mike one time. Mike follows me on Twitter. I don't think he knows it, but he follows me. <laughs> he follows me on Twitter. Mike. And I said I met him at Fox one time, and he came out, and I was like, "Damn, champ!" And I had my camera phone out, and I, I said, "Man," I hesitantly asked, "I said, can I take a picture, of Mike?" He said, "Yeah, come on, come and take a picture real quick." So we took a picture, and when I saw the picture, it was blurry. I didn't ask Mike to take a retake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was blurry. The picture was blurry. It was like, I, I, I said, "Believe me, that's me and Mike Tyson." <laughs> somewhere but I wasn't like hey man this came out blurry you don't mind doing it again nah I'm, I'm good I got yeah. him on a good day I'm, yeah. I'm good or get mo- good moment I'm not trying to go the other way uh, but uh, what's more likely to happen uh, me knocking Mike Tyson out yep. in the ring or me ever dating Holly Berry that <laughs> wow. is a good hmm 
Well, that's that's my number one might on the bucket quick. list might item. Be quick Mike, for the so. graphics uh, department. To hey, that. I, I I like so that thing. That I like my house with Holly Berry. I have to fight about. Yeah, oh, 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 you two oh, might have to fight. Okay, we can fight over Holly Berry. Because we had a moment. Me and Holly Berry. I saw Holly Berry at a taping one time. And I looked at her, stared in her eyes, and she looked in my direction. We had a moment. She waved at me once. <laughs> she waved at you? Yeah. Was it you or somebody behind you? Well, she probably was. So I was at the Oscars red carpet with Ed Reed. She probably was waving at Ed, but I was there too. But you were there. You so got, you got, you got, hey. Yeah. It's almost like if somebody spits, you know, and try and spit on somebody, <laughs> the wind can hit and shift, and you can get a piece of it. You can get some, like, you know, uh, you know. I, I've had two, two Holly Berry meetings. One was early 90s. I was still living in Pittsburgh. I was working in the summer at Three Rivers Stadium for the Pirates. She was married to Dave Justice at the time. Mm. And the Pirates and the Braves had a four-game series. And I'm in center field. You know, between innings, you do your drop. You kind of watch the crowd. And I'm right in front of the big screen. And the cameraman's panning. And all of a sudden, there's Holly Berry. And, and I got on my radio. And I remember my captain was Kurt. I was like... Kirk, did you see Holly? And like, we're all on the radio talking, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going crazy trying to figure out, okay, there she's sitting. And so I had a still frame, a, a boomerang a press release picture of her and Eddie Murphy. And by game three, I took it with me and I got to meet her Ooh. and she autographed it for me. And when I tell you it was the first time in my life that my knee shook Ooh. talking to somebody like I her. Mike, literally, my knees were shaking. Really? She, it was like, like I said, early 90s. She was, and then a few years ago, I was in Hugo's in Santa Monica with two of my friends. We go in there. Holly's there. And these two girls I was with bum rushed the table, and they took the seats facing her. Ooh. So I had to sit to my back to her, and I was so upset. And I didn't talk to those two girls. Yeah, you shouldn't. After that. You shouldn't. You should never. Yeah, I'm, 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 Holly, Holly Berry is. I was uh, done with them. Still. To the, I mean. <laughs> Whew. I know she's in a relationship now, so I shouldn't yeah. be disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. I'm, yeah. I'm giving the, the the highest compliment I can give to somebody. She is. Yeah, bro. You uh, yeah. whoever that who is it? Country music star or something? I can't think of the guy's name. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> what's more likely? Yeah. What's more likely? It's that time. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. never. All right, Mike. We're back. You yes. did it last week. Yeah. Now you got the hang of the game, right? Yes, I do. All right. The AFC East team most likely to reach the Super Bowl mm. in the next two years. Two years. Two years. Aaron Rodgers generously uh, gave up $33 million <laughs> on a two-year <laughs> commitment. Restructure it. Next two years, Jets or Bills? Ooh, uh, come on, man. The, uh, obviously, it's the Bills, man. Ooh. I mean, the Jets, I, I don't think the Jets going to make the playoffs this year. Ooh. I really don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Like, Brockman, you know how Ooh. I feel about that, man. Aaron Rodgers coming in there. News. Me, the New York media is, cr- man. You thought he didn't like Green Bay media or whatever, national media? Wait until the New York media gets a hold of him. And remember that schedule. First six weeks of the season, just horrendous. So, yeah, it's going to take some time. There'll be a playoff team next year, but the Bills definitely – more likely to make the playoffs or the Super Bowl, I should say, than the Jets. All right, so uh, let's talk rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Houston Texans won't name a starter yet. C.J. Stroud obviously down there, Davis Mills. Anthony Richardson getting some first-team reps with the Colts, but Gardner Minshew's there, obviously, a veteran uh, starter. Uh, Rookie quarterback most likely to be starting week one, Stroud Richardson. Mm, I'm going to go with uh, C.J. Stroud. Uh, I, I think C.J. Stroud is a hell of a quarterback, Ohio State or whatever. What's the Texans got to lose, man, to be honest with you? Exactly. Go with them. See what you got right now. Uh, at least the Indianapolis Colts. It's more of a, a, a quarterback battle there. You know, a guy that I, I give some a little bit more respect to. Uh, C.J. Richardson is still, I think, a, a developing guy uh, coming out of uh, Florida. Uh, didn't see a, a, a lot of greatness out of him, even though he has greatness in his potential. I think he still needs time to grow, and you don't want to mess up his his confidence by putting him out there too early and and and, and ruining his uh, career before it even gets started. DJ Stroud, I like that. I like that. All right, I think I know where you're leaning here since we talked about them earlier. But five win team from last year, 
most likely to have the biggest improvement this season, mm-hmm. Rams or Broncos? I already said, I think Sean Payton's going to be the difference there. Once again, what, eight or the, nine or the, eight or the 12 games decided by seven points or less. Nine of the 12 games decided by seven points or less. Uh, Sean Payton is already coming there trying to change that culture, calling out the former head coach. Russell Wilson's going to be motivated this year. I told you, the Denver Broncos is going to have a huge improvement this year. I don't see what the Rams did I mean I don't see what what, what difference the Rams going to make uh, especially in the NFC West uh, with with San Francisco being there and Seattle still going to be pretty tough I mean so uh, Arizona's going to bounce back uh, so yeah I don't see what the Rams did that's going to really make them improve from that five win team so I think it's definitely the Denver Broncos. Brock Purdy is back throwing the football but no one's talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers second year quarterback most likely to make the bigger leap. Ooh. In 2023, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett. Okay. Well, I, I think it's going to be Pickett only because Purdy made a huge leap last year. I mean, he, he made a huge leap. I mean, but and coming back from that injury, we just don't know uh, what he's going to bring to the table. So he already kind of made a statement for himself as a, a Mr. Irrelevant uh, going in there, leading San Francisco to the playoffs, at least if he you know didn't finish the job out because of the injury or whatnot. But I think Kenny Pickett is going to get the opportunity to, man, to, to show Pittsburgh what he has. So I think he'll make the biggest leap uh, for Pittsburgh next year. Last one for the radio audience. We'll do a couple more in the TV-only block. Player with the record-breaking contract to most live up to it. Mm. Justin Herbert, Jalen Brown. Crossover. What's a good one, bro? Ah, wow. Uh, I'll say Justin Herbert only because he's the quarterback of that team. He's a star player of that football team. Uh, He's up-and-coming. Like I said, he's a top-five quarterback behind uh, Burrow, behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. He'll definitely have the opportunity. Jalen Brown is the second-best player on the scene. You know what I mean? So, He's going – I know you're a Celtics fan. High, highest paid I, and, now. I, and I love Jalen Brown. <laughs> highest paid player out there in the league. Jalen Brown's a hell of a player. I love him. Yeah. I love what he's doing Second in the community as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love what he's doing he in the community. He says he wants to bring Black Wall Street to Boston. That's, that's very cool. That's what I'm talking about, man. So I, I root for Jalen Brown, people like that. But I think uh, as far as living up to the contract, I think it's definitely going to be Justin Herbert only because he's had that opportunity. And still, Jason Tatum's still going to be the number one option on that team. We'll talk more about the big fight coming up in hour number three. Uh, we're going to talk to comedian Tony Rock, who's going to join us. Of course, it's Chris's brother. Talk to him about everything that's going on right now in the comedy world. It's coming up on the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. Bonus. Two more. Here we go. Let's keep it going. Running back, you'd most uh, likely would rather have. I did not say that right. <laughs> <laughs> Running back, you'd rather have. Most likely in fantasy this season. Saquon or Bijan? Did you see that catch Bijan made yeah. going on Twitter today? Oh, baby. Yeah. Who, who's who's the Falcons quarterback? Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. That's what I'm saying. Taylor Heineke's also there. I just want y'all to see it. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Heineke's a backup? It, it, uh, Hit him with the... So it's Bijan is a hell of a player, man. Uh, Texas, I mean, and he catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do everything, man. It's like so good, fresh legs. But Saquon, I'm telling you, I told y'all when we had uh, the the crazy predictions. I said one of my crazy predictions was I thought Saquon could possibly be the NFL MVP this year because of the motivation that he has, because of the contract, because he's going to run the football, because he's on the dayball system for the second straight season. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley is going to – what was the question? More likely have a – Yeah, in fantasy this year. Fantasy. Saquon or Bijan. Oh, in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely Saquon because he's going yeah. he, he to get the ball. Back. All right, r- real quick. We had the Kelsey brothers make the Super Bowl last year. Which set of brothers with the best chance to make it this year? The Cooks or the Diggses? Ooh. 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 Well, I, I, I got to say I gotta say the um, the Diggses. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Minnesota's going, right? Well, the Cooks is un- unemployed. Yep. So. That's true. <laughs> One of them is. Born Rich Eisen Show coming up right after this.